Well, hello there, Dr. Brian McKay, not just a chiropractor, Stanford, Darien, Norwalk, New Canaan. Today, what's our topic? Hiatal hernia. I happen to be one of the few chiropractors who know how to treat a hiatal hernia naturally. So I'm going to qualify that. I'm not a medical doctor. What happens is certain times people don't respond to medication like proton pump inhibitors and they get chronic opening esophageal hiatus. That's the opening uh, from the, the diaphragm, okay? So if you've ever experienced persistent heartburn, difficulty swallowing, you might be familiar with discomfort that we call or that the hiatal hernia can cause. Uh, a lot of times it's mistaken for indigestion and this occurs when the stomach pushes up through the diaphragm into your chest cavity. And it can sneak up on you, and there's a lot of things like people talk about drinking water and jumping off a table, you know, on you, like landing so you can get the opening so that the tissue comes down. And, you know, sometimes that works, but other people will put a wedge underneath their mattress with the higher angulation towards your head, and that will, you know, that, that sometimes works. Listen, um, but all too often people get, get the back against the wall and they're not getting any results. And surgery for hiatal hernia is kind of a drastic to me, a very drastic thing. Um, you know, but what happens here is basically well, the way I have come to learn to treat hiatal hernia is one, the xiphoid process, like if you put your hand in the middle of your chest and ride it down to where the soft spot is, People also call it your solar plexus, but there's a nerve bundle right there as well. So what happens here is you have the diaphragm, and the diaphragm is a muscle of inspiration, expiration, and it kind of separates your chest cavity from the stomach area. And But you have the esophageal opening to get the food in, in, into, into the stomach in that area. So when it's, when it's held open like that for a long period of time, sometimes the gastric juices can come up, into the it doesn't flap down properly so think of like a flapper in your toilet behind your toilet if you have you know you have sometimes lift up and play with the handle a little bit to get the flap to go on when the flap stays up the juices come up and they can over a period of time really erode the lining esophagus and that's where it becomes painful more painful and actually can be more chronic as well because if you do damage the esophageal lining it's, that's not a good thing painful to say the least so what I was taught many, many years ago by an old-time chiropractor, I practiced in 30-some-odd years, so I probably learned this 30-some-odd years ago. And what, what I've learned is that a lot of times it's, it's how the where your rib cage is. So the rib cage, uh, obviously, diaphragm kind of forms the bottom. If you go, again, put your finger in the middle of your chest, come down, take two hands, two, two fingers, two, two hands, and then... We get to a soft part and run along your rib cage. Diaphragm is typically above that, but in the center is where you have the esophageal hiatus, hence the name hiatal hernia. So, what sometimes happens that I've found is sometimes you can have a car accident and you have this, and you have your seatbelt on and it jars the ribs. So the ribs mis misalign, and it's it's not an easy thing to test for unless you're trained for. It, I happen to be. Um, not tap my own feathers, but it, it, when you see this work, it works wonders. And it's a no wonder that I have people traveling from far distances to get to see me for this, uh, because a lot of times it does work. And what happens is you have to realign the, the ribs. 
Now, ribs don't move a lot. The ribs connect from the go from your sternum, which is that bone in the center, all the way to your back, and they attach right near um, the joint where they attach to the thoracic vertebrae, your middle part of your back, your upper back, okay? And that's also the ribs protect your organs as well. But those the, the connection, a lot of times with people who go to see a chiropractor, they're going to adjust just the thoracic spine, but not the rib cage. There's not a lot of movement there, so it's a very subtle type of treatment to get the ribs to move, but diagnosing what direction they're at is probably the, the key element there. So that is how I am able to determine. It's kind of like a triad when I see this happening. It, it, it starts out with, um, first of all, the thoracic vertebra is out of place. That's an easy fix. Um, and if you go into any other chiropractor, you should be able to fix that if that's the whole cause of a hiatal hernia. Usually it's not. You have to correct the ribs in the right vector so that you have a balanced tension on the diaphragm. Because when the tension is not balanced on the diaphragm, you're going to have these different issues. You can have these conditions such as hiatal hernia. So that's not the, that's the second part. So you have the thoracic vertebra being mis- misaligned in addition to the ribs being misaligned. So the third part is Underneath, again, if you put your fingers on your breastbone and slide it down to the soft part, where the esophageal hiatus is located, the tissue can bundle up there, okay? As a result, it's like clogging up that opening, forcing it to stay open. So if we free up the thoracic spine and the ribs, the next thing we have to do is we have to literally go underneath the, the sternum. The, the, the front of your sternum, the, the breastplate is... We call it the xiphoid process. And underneath the xiphoid process, the tissue aggregates and it kind of clumps together. So what we have to do is, on, on inspiration, we have to go in underneath, almost underneath that xiphoid process, that, that bottom of your rib, top, the lower part of your rib cage in the center. And we have to torque the diaphragm down in several different directions. And the best way for you to think about it is, as I explain this just about everybody, is you have, if you make a bed and you roll the sheet, you lift the sheet and you flap it and it comes down perfectly, you tuck it in, it's all wonderful. When it comes down and it doesn't tuck in perfectly, that's when you have a problem. And that's what we have to do manually is go in and actually reposition the diaphragm and very few people are trained on to do it. And it's not, that part's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. Then you have to do some little bit of physical therapy onto the diaphragmatic surfaces, you know, as you go further out away from the sternum, which is again, that, that breastbone sternum in a way. And then you have to sometimes pump the knees together to kind of get a little more tension to open it up and kind of help, help flatten that sheet out. So again, just think about a sheet in the bed doesn't, you know, you flip it up and it falls nice and nice down. Well, when it doesn't fall nice down, that's when you can have the problem. So that's where you come see me. And typically, I have a problem with patients coming major distances. So what I try to do is I need to see improvement within two, three, four. If I don't see improvement in four visits, I try to cut people loose because I don't want to give any kind of idea of false hope. And not every condition that comes into me is going to respond to what my care is. But in that sense, at least, but most of the time, I am seeing incredible results. I mean, absolutely incredible results. I got a guy coming from Kenya 
like three days after Christmas this year to get this done. So you can imagine if he's coming all the way from Kenya, I've had people from Rhode Island. There's a doctor in Texas who does it. Very few people know how to do it, but it is a very, very effective way to fix a hiatal hernia. The other thing I, do, I tell people to do too is aloe vera juice, which is something, you know, it's not something you're, you really see that often, but I know stores like Trader Joe's or some specialty stores, maybe Whole Foods or Wegmans carries aloe vera juice, but the aloe vera juice can also take out some of that sting um, where, where, the, where the, the, the stomach acid comes up through the esophagus and, and, and open, through the esophageal hiatus and comes up and irritates the lining of the esophagus. So the aloe vera juice is a good way to at least start taking it and see how you feel with it because it can take out some of the inflammation there by itself and kind of cool the tissue down. And so that's that's basically it. I mean, there's no, there's no secrets. There's no great surprises. I was fortunate enough to study this all oh, so many years ago. And the doctor was probably in his 70s, and he learned it probably when he was in his 30s. So it's a real old-time chiropractic treatment that very few people are fortunate enough to know about. So if you got a question on hiatal hernia, I have videos on it. I have a web page. If you have any questions, just give me a call, 203-656-3636, 203-656-3636. I usually have to work with your primary care doctor um, to find out what you, what, what's gone on so far. And usually it takes a little bit of time before I uh, schedule an appointment. But the idea here is there is hope if you have hiatal hernia. Do I help everybody? Absolutely not. I'd like to say I do, but that's not, let's be truthful. But it is something that can make a profound difference in the quality of people's lives because those proton PPIs are pretty dangerous on long-term. People take these things forever, and we really don't want that. So, Dr. Brian McKay, not just a chiropractor, thanks for listening to my podcast. And if you have a question, once again, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to you about it. 203-656-3636. Listen, you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.